headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, broadcasting from the Pods Moving and Storage Studios. It's the Ramsey Show, where debt is dumb, cash is king, and the paid-off home mortgage has taken the place of the BMW as the status symbol of choice. We help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. Christina Ellis, number one best-selling author, Ramsey Personality, is my co-host today as we talk to you about your life and your money. Merry Christmas, America. Thanks for being with us. The phone number here is 888-825-5225. The call is free, and some say the advice is worth exactly what you pay for it. All right, we're going to start off this hour with Luke in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Hi, Luke. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hi, Dave. Thanks for taking my call. It's an honor. Honor to speak with you, sir. How can we help? Um, so I was calling to get some advice, um, because I'm getting married and six months and moving out of home for my parents. And I'm wondering what you would advise as kind of like a, uh, nest egg or just a small, it feels like I should have some money set aside to pay for, you know, like furniture and, you know, the deposit and things like that. Do you have an emergency fund right now? I do. I have $1,000. I'm on baby step two. Okay, wonderful. Well, Dave, I am curious how much beyond the deposit. So you have your deposit for the apartment. I mean, if you're on baby step two, I'm thinking pretty cheap. But Dave, what's your take? Yeah, you need to. Well, I mean, basically, it's not do you need more than $1,000 in savings? Uh, that's not the question. Uh, the question is how are you going to fund the setup? And um, you, so you, what do you make? What's your income? 50000 Okay. And so you've got the money coming in. You don't have any overhead to amount to anything, right? Correct. Yeah. So you're going to slow down your debt snowball enough to cover your deposits, to get your utilities set up, to buy a garage sale couch and a Craigslist kitchen table and uh, get some dishes while you're at that garage sale. Uh, so you got something to eat off of. And, uh, you know, just set the place up cheap. And then, uh, then you can upgrade from there as you go along towards the marriage date and, and with, the, uh, with the wedding gifts as well. That'll help put a little nicer things in the cabinets, right? Um, get you sure. a toaster and whatever else you got to have there, right? So, uh, you know, but, but the big things you're going to have to do is avoid just go retail, you know, spend $12,000 on furniture. You're not going to do that. You don't have $12,000. Well, yeah, I sure. think... Yeah, I think you really need to go in with like a frugal mindset, right? Rather than asking the question like, how much, you know, should I have in a typical scenario? It's like, you know, how cheap can we do this in a way that we still get to live in a place that's not, you know, a terrible spot, but how can we save the most money in this situation? Yeah, I mean, you, you know, talk to the apartment complex, find out what your deposit is, or you know what that, you know what that is, you know what your first month rent is. They're all going to be due up front. You also got to check with the utility companies, find out exactly what those are. Those are fixed numbers. And then just give yourself a used furniture budget and just get in there and start with nothing and start, you know, super, super, super cheap and keep working your debt snowball uh, all the while. Who's paying for the wedding? My family. I'm paying for a little bit of it. I've already paid for the honeymoon, um, but the the wedding isn't much of an expense. I'd say less than probably five hundred dollars is okay. what I'll pay. How much debt do y'all have? <laughs> uh, so I only have like 
ten thousand, uh, but my fiance has about eighty thousand, so we have ninety thousand. Well, there's not a we yet. After you're married, we have ninety thousand. But yeah, right now she's paying hers, you're paying yours until the actual wedding occurs. And then we combine everything and we attack from there. But I mean, the two of you can go shop for a garage sale couch um together and you're you're buying it, but you're both gonna end up sitting on it um certainly after marriage and so go pick some of these things out have have an adventure with this stuff and you know sharon and i did this stuff luke i mean when we got married it was uh if you go to the rich end of town there are people that will put a eight thousand dollar nine thousand dollar leather couch out on their uh in their garage sale for for a hundred bucks because they got to get out of the way literally the kitchen table we still use to this day i got for free off craigslist from a lady in the rich part of town who just didn't want it yeah just trying to get it's, rid of it it was literally fully wood like a fourteen hundred dollar table that she didn't want to take the time to take somewhere else so i was like i'll take it and i just it does make me think of that season when we were first you know married when i was first getting out in the world even with apartments i would literally just refresh apartment websites trying to find deals so i i had my eyes set on this really nice apartment that was it was, I'm going to date myself a little, in Nashville, it was $900 a month. And I was like, I cannot afford that. I kept refreshing, keep ref- refreshing. One time it refreshed and they said they had a special for $550 a month. And I jumped on it. I went in that day. So it's yeah. like, I was just so hungry to find something that I could afford yeah. that it was less about, you know, like what's the typical apartment price? Can I afford that? I was aggressive in trying to find the best deal. Turns the whole thing into a game. Yeah, it's actually, yeah, it's It's fun. just a game. It's a game of how, how how cheap can we do this and how, how great a deal can we get? What kind of bargain can we get? And, you know, that's how you get started. And and the good news is is that this is not a forever couch. No, unless it, you get a really nice one, like no, our kitchen no, table. No, it's still not a forever <laughs> couch because it's not your couch. I mean, it's just a, it's just a, it's a $100 thing to sit on. Right. Or a $50 thing to sit on. That's all it is. And you're going to, you're going to upgrade later and you're going to upgrade later and, you know, you're going to move and you're going to do all kinds of stuff. And so it's, you know, two years from now, none of this will still be there. You will have moved on. Now, in your case, you've kept the table because it was a very cool table to start with. But yeah. So, but the, uh, but I'm just saying, I I don't, we don't have any of that furniture 40 years later that we started (laughs) with. I'm just telling you, not one stick of it that I'm aware of. So, uh, but that, you know, it's okay. It's just a place to start. So the point is you don't need a bigger emergency fund. How much do I need to have in savings? No, you just need a budget to move in that encompasses your deposits and a little bit of setup costs for furnishings uh, from the garage sale in the rich people into town. All right, let's go to Tim in Camden. Hi, Tim. How are you? Hey, real good. Thank you guys for uh, taking my call today. Uh, I got a quick one for you here. Um, I have had a recent change of employment. I am now in the sales industry. I'm an outside sales guy, and I'm traveling our large state here. And I have an opportunity coming up to get into, uh, right now, the vehicle that I have, I'm putting, I don't know, 45,000 miles a year on this thing. Wow. And uh, so I'm going to go through these cars pretty quick. I do have a payment going on on this vehicle right now. I have a stipend from my employer. I get mileage. But uh, a new plan that, or a new possibility is coming out is that I have the possibility of the future for like, uh, for 160 some odd dollars a month for a mid-sized vehicle, I can lease the vehicle through 
my employer. They take care of all the stuff. Uh, you know, you can't drive a car that cheap. That's a, that's cheaper than you can drive a car on your own. So do it. You're right? destroying a car a year at fifty thousand miles a year. You're destroying its value. You're running the maintenance costs up. You're running up everything. So you can't one hundred sixty bucks a month, and they're furnishing everything. Yeah, that's called an employee benefit. That's not a lease. As long as you're out of it when you quit there, I'm in. Do it. Christina Ellis Ramsey, personality, number one best-selling author, is my co-host today. Last-minute gifts do not have to be less meaningful. If you're still looking for a last-minute gift, we can help. We won't tell on you. Instead of grabbing a random gift card at CVS, oh, Lord, help you. Seriously, you were going to do that, weren't you? Yeah, don't do that, okay? You can gift. Uh, you can give a gift that inspires life change, uh, like coming to one of our live events. Live event tickets make a great stocking stuffer. They're downloadable. And, uh, of course, you can buy them right up until the last moment. Just print them off, right? So we're heading down the road for our Building Wealth live event tour for the spring here, where me and the other Ramsey personalities, George Camel, Rachel Cruz, Ken Coleman, Dr. John Deloney, will walk through our simple but proven plan to get out of debt and build wealth. We're going to kick off the tour in Nashville on January 12th. And then Indianapolis, Indiana, February 16th, Austin, Texas, February 23rd, Salt Lake City, Utah, April 24th, Anaheim, California, May 2nd. These events are selling out. Uh, You do not want to wait around on this, even if you're not doing it for Christmas. Event passes start at just $49, and um, you can take a few extra if you want to get a group deal on it. Just holler at us. We'll make you a group deal. I mean, we're, we're... we're up for getting you there. We want you to see this stuff and to learn this material. RamseySolutions.com slash events. RamseySolutions.com slash events. Lena is in Charlotte. Hi, Lena. How are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you? Better than I deserve. How can we help? Question. So my husband and I are debating paying off the house. Um, I know you've had this one before or um, investing money. He, we're on, I think we've completed up to baby step four now. Um, He likes to have cash on hand, just, you know, if the market does go down and we want to buy another house for investment purposes, um, fully funding, but we're just kind of in the predicament, do we pay off the house now? Do we pay it off in chunks, like throw a big chunk this year, then another chunk next year? Wanted to get your thoughts. Uh, how long have you been listening to this show? Um, a while. And he sends me, I, I think I know what you're going to say, but I kind of also want him to hear it. <laughs> okay. I mean, if you're going to work our plan, you already know what you're supposed to do, right? If you're right. going to work your plan, then you get to make up your own plan. Right. So, but, um, yeah. we know from data 
in 30 years of doing this, that the shortest distance between where you are and wealthy is to get everything paid off and stop borrowing money because you get control of your most powerful wealth building tool, which is your income. And, um, you know, the vast majority of the millionaires that we studied in the millionaires, largest study of millionaires ever done had paid off their home early. And, um, and it frees up that house payment. I mean, when you start investing a house payment, it turns into a million dollars so fast. It's scary. When you were talking about what he wants to do in terms of investing, did you mention the possibility of getting another house? I thought I heard that. Yeah. Using the cash on hand to buy a rental instead of paying off their home. Oof. Yeah. So, because we're max, I mean, we max our 401ks. Um, we, we put money in our Roth. So, uh, but instead of, you know, putting all eggs in one basket, that was kind of our next, especially if the market does go down. Yeah. So, you've been listening to the show for a while. Has he been listening for a while, or what's kind of his attitude towards the baby stuff? Yeah. He, he, he likes, and, and I laugh when you guys say, you know, the feeling of having zero debt if you do pay it off. He just has a certain dollar threshold that he likes to see in savings. And I think he's just scared to see that go below that. <laughs> um, so I think he's just the comfort of having cash on hand. How much cash have you got? Um, savings mm-hmm. of about $300,000. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, is it just sitting in a high yield savings account or what, what are y'all doing with the money right now? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And that's costing you 2500 bucks a month right there. Opportunity cost. That's dumber than a rock. That's not comforting. <laughs> that's just stupid. How much is your mortgage? Um, We're on a 15-year. It's about... Now, what's your balance? Two. Oh, 205 Pay it off today. Now. This is ridiculous. You'd still have a ton of money left. You're still sitting on a hundred thousand yeah. dollars. What is it makes you comfortable? My God, pay that off today. You're okay. sitting there making one percent on your money and calling that comfortable. No, no, no. What do you guys make? You must make five or six hundred thousand. What do you make? No, um, like four. Yeah, I figured. Lord, honey. Y'all do whatever you want to do, but you called here. Um, yeah, this is it, your your situation. Financial planners uh, worldwide would call you ridiculous, sitting on three hundred grand cash at one percent. I mean, I I don't think you're going to find anybody who goes, oh, that's wise. Um, I mean, I I like having cash around. I believe in liquidity. I believe in having an emergency fund. I believe in having access to your money, but. Um, yeah, you guys need to write a check today. Hey, listen, pay it off, and if you hate it, you hate being debt-free with only 100000 in the bank, in four or five months, just go get you another mortgage. You'll feel better. You'll never do that, by the way. Once you pay it off, you're going to go, oh, I was completely getting my – that was just no way I'm going back. Right. Well, and they make – they should make have asked money. earlier what the numbers were. Whew. I'm like, they make enough money, they could buy that rental property soon. They can get the bank account back up soon. I'm and like racking my make, brain. You make 400k. To- you can buy another rental by the end of the year right. in cash, and not and never have any debt. I mean, you're sitting on a hundred thousand dollars after we do this deal. You need to pay this house off before the sun goes down. 
Merry Christmas. Do it right now. Oh my gosh. I think that I think that's a good word. Gosh. That's mm. yeah, my brain is like I'm racking my brain trying to think through any reasons or arguments that he might have that are valid. There's not any. There's not any. That this is just what 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 happens in this situation is the kids, they make a lot of money. I knew it. I could smell it. I told you. Mm-hmm. What do you make? Five, six hundred? Oh, just four hundred. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So they make a ton of money and they work like crazy people. They work hard. They put a lot of hours in, probably carry a lot of stress. And the that pile of money does give you comfort when you're working that hard because you can if anything if you just want to do something, you can just do it. It gives you lots of options and margin and that kind of thing. And so what he's receiving from that is a comfort. It is an emotional comfort. But what you're trading it for is the emotional discomfort of losing thirty to forty thousand dollars a year return on three hundred grand sitting there doing nothing. I mean, forty thousand bucks a year is substantial loss. That's huge. You know? And uh, I mean, thirty thousand at or three hundred thousand at ten percent is thirty thousand. So I mean, whatever you want to calculate it at, but thirty thousand—that's that's 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 serious money. Mm. That's a nice vacation. I'm just saying. That's a nice vacation. And, and so, it's a but, lot of but what what it's a lot of things. what what you don't realize when you're in a situation in Lena's situation is, um, that the comfort and the margin and the flexibility that all that cash gives you intellectually. The trade-off is emotionally you haven't realized you are carrying weight with that mortgage. And you have you just kind of set it in the back of your mind, but it's still in your mind. Mm. And as Dr. Deloney talks about, your body knows that it's there. And so when you pay this off, you're going to get a different kind of piece that is actually more thorough, a more thorough piece than you're getting from this pile of cash. The cash is a mirage. That's what I'm saying. This is The Ramsey Show. Ramsey personality number one best-selling author is my co-host today in the lobby of Ramsey Solutions on the debt-free stage. Jason and Shannon are with us. Hey guys, Merry Christmas! Merry Christmas! Good Merry to have Christmas. y'all. Where do you live? Minnesota. All right. What part of Minnesota? Uh, Minneapolis, well, Lakeville, Minneapolis area. Yeah. Cool. Well, good to have you. Welcome to Nashville. And uh, you apparently sent some cold weather our way. It's coming like the day after tomorrow <laughs> no. or something. It's going to get no. like super cold. This isn't cold. We left this is not no, cold. This is not we cold. Like no, it's, it's, not dry, cold. it's going down to single digits <laughs> okay. in two days here. Okay. So way to go, guys. All right. How much debt did you pay off? So we paid off about $1.6 Oh, Woo! Oh, my gosh. Okay. Uh, and uh, how long did this take? Well, backtrack a little. We, we actually were on your plan. 
in Michigan, started our family there, and then stepped into business with my father-in-law. And I had called you when I was still in Michigan, which would have been like, let's say, 2008, and you told me not to go into partnership. But I did. And um, Move from out of state to a new state. So we, we tried a different way of borrowing money and building businesses and getting into a partnership. And then my wife uh, actually got into a terrible accident, hit by a semi with my daughters. Mm. And um, made it pretty difficult. Mm. He wow. shaved off my hair, took off my skull. I was in a coma for 11 weeks. Wow. Not good. Wow. I was just getting worse. Pretty much a vegetable. It was lots of prayer. The reason I was came came out of my coma, I used to be in a wheelchair. Relearned how to walk, talk, eat, all of it. Only Jesus. Oh my God. All Him. All Jesus. Only. How Jesus. long ago was that? 2015. Seven years. And I mean, you're like completely. Yeah, I had neurosurgeon Dave come in and tell me to pull the plug up. All four of them, and I just. I knew the Lord was healer, and I needed people to pray. Wow. <laughs> That's amazing. All right. God is good. Amen. Amen. Mm. Amen. Way to go, y'all. What a, what a story. And so you were deeply in debt at this point and in a partnership with your dad. And the boat was sinking. And meanwhile, you're in a coma, and this thing's – what kind of a business? Uh, actually, Jimmy John's. Yeah. Okay. All right. Huh. So you had a bunch of franchises. Did, yes. Sir. So how'd, got, you, how'd got, you get out? What happened? So I got up to eight locations. and Because um, that's all, a good franchise. It is. Great, okay. great franchise. A lot of integrity. Uh, southern half of Minnesota had a lot of ground to cover to get to each one and just started putting C-plus people in A spots, and the numbers just don't work as you're taking loans out on multiple stores. Um so we decided to divide with my father-in-law, which was in itself an answer to prayer, just to give us four and him four. And at that point was about end of 2017 that we really started to just tackle, okay, how do, how do we get out of this mess? Because it was heavy. I mean, it was sleepless nights. Very heavy. So you're two um, years after the accident, you yes, split, yes. The, split the stores up. Correct. Yep. And you end up with $1.6 in debt. Is that all on the stores just about? Uh, some was my home. Yeah. yeah, I mean there was more debt with all eight, but he assumed four of them, and so yeah, I. Yeah, you got the you other. got you cut the right. debt in half because you got the partnership. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So what did what did this journey look like? How did you pay off that much debt? So, um, like I say, sleepless nights, and I began to just get into stores and try to just manage what I had and to figure out what this would look like to pay it off, what the time frame would look like. Um, while she's at home trying to help with some bill pay and just not driving, uh, my oldest turned 16, was old enough to help. It was just hard to be on the road when you got one adult that can drive. Mm -hmm. Wow. So you just turned the stores around. I, I did some. Um, I mean, COVID actually really helped as mm -hmm. far as we already did pickup and delivery. So you didn't have to reinvent that piece. Mm -hmm. um, but I had actually had them for sale in 2019 mm -hmm. and didn't end up closing the deal uh, till September of 2022. So I sold three of the four. I just operate one and may look at doing another one now with cash 
uh, two stores in our hometown and not have all the travel and the overhead. Wow. You all are amazing. Your story is so powerful and just so encouraging to all the people who are listening, who are in the ditch right now, who feel like, you know, their life is just a mess and they can't get out. What what would you tell those people who just feel so discouraged? I start my day with Jesus and hard work. Um, but ultimately, Dave's philosophy of just paying off debt, like, uh, let me try it. I can go get a mortgage. I can go get SBAs. I can go get lots of loans if I want. But I want to at least try this side of the fence to say we paid it off. So to have kind of a goal and to be able to reach it. Um, thank you, Jesus. Amen. 1.6 million. You guys not only reached it, you crushed it. Well, the hole was pretty big, mm. but um, it was nice to have assets to be able to sell. So yeah, yeah. Um, that, that took a lot of work just to make them valuable enough to sell and chose good locations and just was able to have an exit strategy and still a great look, uh, relationship with my in-laws. Mm-hmm. And um, so very, very grateful just to be able to be that example to my kids. Wow. But even before we sold the stores, we had worked off paying off all the debts. So There's no debt but our mortgage. Mm-hmm. Or home. Okay, so you were oh. clear up until then, and then the, that final uh, closing last last fall took care of it. Yes, sir. Or this fall. Yeah, right. September. September. Yeah. yeah. Wow, just about three months ago. Yeah. And and that's one thing I'd say, Dave, is that I and we've listened to your show a ton over the years, but the people that do get to do a debt free scream and are here right after their mortgage, it doesn't quite sink in until you're a few months down the road and realize like. You don't have a payment. Right. It'll just come to my mind, like, the mortgage. No, the mortgage is gone. <laughs> yeah, you got a paid-for house, a paid-for business. Over so you guys, and over. You've got to be over a million-dollar net worth, easy. Actually, we were on your millionaire theme hour here maybe two months ago. Okay. So we're at about 3.5. Yeah, I thought so. Okay. Way to go, guys. That is outstanding. Thank you. Fabulous. Shannon, are you driving again? I am. All right. How long ago did you start driving? Um, I had had eight seizures, so I haven't driven. I've really, four or five months ago. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. Just recently. Yeah. All right, cool. Because with a brain injury, I started having seizures, unfortunately, and I've had a total of eight now, but I haven't had one in a year and four months, so I'm very happy about that. Amen. That's good news. A lot to be thankful for. Yeah, 2022 is a big year. It is. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Way to go, y'all. Thank you. Whoa. That's I, impressive. All right. We I, have a, uh, a I, the living. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Sorry, I do want to say, though, for people that are doing this, trust me, you guys can do this. It gets frustrating, but just stay focused. You can do this. It feels so good. Just keep at it. You can do it. You can do it. You can do it. So the overall, I, I didn't finish up, I guess, but the uh, the overall time i guess for really from the it's from 15 so it's a seven-year journey we would say to get out of debt well at about five years is when we actually started to get out of debt the okay. first two years of her coming out of the hospital was just trying to that's right you're still in the partnership so right 17 Correct. 17 yes, yeah, okay all right so five years and um your your range of income during that five years uh varied anywhere from probably 200 up to about 400 okay but their income isn't really what mattered it was the sale of the assets that's what that is. Yes, sir. Yeah. So getting getting rid of the three store, three of the four stores. But there's a lot more profit when you don't have the overhead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard the rumor. 
<laughs> well done. All right, we've got the Live and Give bundle for you, the Baby Steps Millionaire's book, the Total Money Makeover book, and Financial Peace University, in your case, for you to give away. And I will pass that on, and you'll be able to pass it on. Way to go. Jason and Shannon, $1.6 million in five years, making 200 to 400 Count it down. Let's hear a debt-free scream. Three, two, one. We're, We're debt-free! Yeah! yeah! woo That's how it's done. Man, what a story. Ooh. Powerful. So this good. is The Ramsey Show. Philippians 4.12, I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. Oscar Wilde said, true contentment is not having everything, but in being satisfied with everything you have. Christina Ellis, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today. Alexandra is with us in Oakland, California. Hi, Alexandra. How are you? Good. How are you, Dave and Christina? Hi. Hi. Better than we deserve. Merry Christmas. How can we help? Hi. Um, so basically, I just wanted to know what you think is the best time when dating like, um, is to ask about finances like financial goals debts income and things like that are you currently dating someone right now no okay i like this question so it's like for future person that you meet yeah and just like when you're on a dating like you know when you're meeting new new people and stuff like that mm, that's a great question dave i'm curious about your take because well, i haven't dated in 50 years <laughs> I don't have any idea. <laughs> well, and what's funny is I've I only like... had one date for 50 years. <laughs> what's funny, too, though, is like we've had so many people come through recently on the debt free stage that said that they talked about you on their first date. <laughs> yeah, that has come up. <laughs> I don't know that that's your recommendation. No, though. it's not. I can't I can't really say Ramsey is romance. I'm just it just doesn't scream romance. So. <laughs> um, maybe for grownups. I don't know. But uh, oh, my gosh, I don't. um so I'm trying to think how, how I would coach, like, one of my kids or something. Because what you're looking for when you're dating is, um, I mean, you're either just out there goofing off or you're actually looking for someone to marry, right? And yeah. so um, if you have financial things or anything in your life, values-wise, you should have a lot of things that are deal-breakers. Uh, maybe it's not romantic, maybe it's efficiency, but I'd want to get to the deal breakers fairly quick just to not waste time. 
<laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm making this up on the spot. What do you think, Christina? So when my husband and I were dating, we went to this church service together at one point where the pastor gave us a challenge. And he said, if you are single or if you're dating right now, if you start dating someone, I want you to go home tonight and sit down with that person and lay everything on the table, like lay out all your drama, lay out any type of baggage you have, anything hidden, your financial stuff. This was like three weeks into dating for us because they were like, if, like you said, if that's something you can't handle, it's like, you know, the baggage early on, like, you know, early on, whether or not that person has a history, whether they have like things that are deal breakers for you. So we literally went home that night. We went over, actually, I think we did a, a like a coffee house or something. And we sat down and we said, we said, okay, here's the stuff. Here's my stuff. Here's my junk. Can you handle it? And obviously near nearly 15 years later, here we are, we're still good. But yeah. I think that's an important practice to kind of go, you know, I don't want to find out a year into dating when I'm already in love that they have something that I can't tolerate. Okay. I'm here's an interesting idea. I'm just, I'm making this up on the spot. I do this a lot on the show. Y'all don't know that, but, um, okay. The four things we do know data, the four things that if you're in agreement on these four things, you have a very high likelihood of your marriage, not only lasting, but prospering money, religion, kids whether to have them and how to treat them and dealing with the um in-laws the extended family because in every family there's crazy and if you think there's not it's you so um that you know that that you need to know how to deal with crazy because crazy's out there somewhere and um so we're gonna if you can deal with the four things extended family kids religion and money if you're in agreement on those you will prosper so i would want to at some point discuss all of those things sooner rather than later but first date might be weird (laughs) you know but um i mean like you know he's gonna pay for your dinner with a credit card and you go into freak out mode or something (laughs) it's over it's over you're an idiot what are you crazy yeah that's it it's over we're done wait a minute we didn't even start okay (laughs) but yeah (laughs) so i don't know what what are you thinking alexandra um i mean i i know that a first date of course i'm not going to be like well how much debt are you in but i'm always just like okay well as a second and third like you said with time i'm like well i don't want to waste each other's time like i want us to be on the same page with like financial goals like what we want in the future and things like that so um i'm thinking like um what christina said with um you know like a week two weeks you know putting it all on the table like hey it seems like we really like each other like let's really like what what are the deal breakers i mean you know what are my non-negotiables okay and i'd want to know those um you know like if you never want to have kids and this person wants to have 17 kids that's probably a deal breaker (laughs) you know Mm -hmm. for most people right um and you know if you uh you know absolutely cannot stand the idea of being in debt and they think that um, you should go borrow $10 million and buy investment real estate off of TikTok suggestions, um, then, you know, you probably don't have a fit, right? And so if you're on extremes, in other words, that's going to wake you up. Um, you know, uh, your spiritual walk would be a big one. That'd be a big one um, as a deal breaker because that's going to inform almost every other area of your life. And, and so, um, you know, 
if they're if they are of a different religion or no religion, they're atheist or whatever, that's going to inform that belief system, and it is a belief system either way, is going to inform parenting. It's going to inform communication. It's going to inform everything, how you treat each other, the whole bit. And so, yeah, that's very interesting. But yeah, I, I it does feel like that. Um, uh, uh, you're not just dating. Isn't you're not recre? If you're not doing recreational dating, okay. If you're dating for the purpose of uh, what you would have called in the 1950s courting, right, or something like that, for the purpose of looking for a mate to marry, then you're you're going to get there sooner than later on all the non-negotiables, and money would just be one of them. Well, and I think it's better to get there sooner rather than later of course not awkwardly on the first date yeah. but sooner rather than later so you're not wasting time because it's like if you get to eight months and it's a non-negotiable that sucks the 17 kids you don't realize that till you're dating but some of these people are putting like fpu graduate on their dating website the thing like oh. you know or like i do the ramsey stuff or something like that and like and that. so it's like oh i can't stand those people i'm they're all a cult and so i'm not going out with that person right that makes sense. I mean, that's at least it's a filter. Yeah, I was gonna say it filters it. You know, know early. So, um, I mean, we we get negative press sometimes, and so, but we kind of like it because it's a filter. Because mm-hmm. at least people know who we are, and you go, I don't like that. Okay, then you wouldn't want to be over here. You know, it's kind of a deal breaker. It's the same kind of a date. You know, different different things. So, um, yeah, that's that's very interesting though. Maybe maybe we should have a Ramsey we, dating service. We someday. have <laughs> have have had lots of people request a Ramsey dating service. So many so that we actually considered it and said no. Whoa! <laughs> yeah, it comes up all the time. That's just weird, but yeah, <laughs> but it does come up. It comes up a lot. So uh, there we go. <laughs> and um, oh my goodness! Wow. Hmm. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. It's interesting. I feel like it is kind of nice to have those filters because it is such a different world of dating. Even 15 years for me and my husband and you and Sharon, it's like with the internet and so many filters and being able to choose things, it's like being able to just like have that information up front would be nice for it to be like, hey, I'm debt free or hey, you know, I see this. Like, not that debt is a filter. Like $400,000 in student loan debt is kind of like saying, I've got two children. You would want to know that. You would want to know. Yeah, fairly quickly, you know. Yeah. And and then you get to decide if you want to go forward with two children or 400000 Either one. Yeah, I mean, that's part of the process. Well, that puts this hour of the Ramsey Show in the books. Good job, Christina. Austin, Ben, James, Zach, and Andrew in the booth. The booth dudes, they make it happen. <laughs> we'll be back with you before you know it. In the meantime, remember, there's ultimately only one way to financial peace, and that's to walk daily with the Prince of Peace, Christ Jesus. Have you been inspired to make a change with your money? Want to know where to start? Take our three-minute money quiz to get a plan you can follow. Go to RamseySolutions.com and search for Get Started to get a plan for your money. Hey, it's James, producer of The Ramsey Show. This episode is over, but check the episode notes for links to products and services you heard about during this episode. Thanks for listening.